Welcome to Who Are You, the podcast where we interview people you've never heard of. I'm John Tyler. And I'm Ian Fox. And Ian, there's a third person here with us today. Um, who are you? Actually, I know this one, John. I know oh. this one. Oh, okay. As a child growing up in the Italian <laughs> north end of Boston, Christopher <laughs> Terra, imitating his father's multiple job manual labor work ethic and aspiring to the independence and affluence of a wealthy businessman uncle, peddled goods such as toys and car wax to whoever would hear his pitch. When the small-time operations came up short, he would give away his excess inventory to friends and revel in the thrill of having been in the game. In the 1970s, he used this same zeal to build first Chris's ice cream and then Steve's ice cream, two beloved names in Boston. And then, with a familiar focus on fun and friends, Tara started the pizza chain, Bertucci's, in 1982. <laughs> ultimately guiding it to a five-year growth as high as 3,157% and a Hall of Fame run on the Inc. 500 from 1986 to 1990. And now he has two new projects. <laughs> Would you like to talk about them? Uh, in... Would I? <laughs> because... The first new project that I would uh, love... Or first off, uh, John, Ian, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. <laughs> We're really excited to have you, Chris, with um, with a, a CV like that. How could we not be excited? <laughs> uh, because, you know, I feel like, you know, Bertucci's, it was... I think it was a somewhat successful restaurant, but I don't think a lot of people had really heard of it. Well, actually, Chris, um, <laughs> I've got some bad news for you. i got some hard news for you. Um, oh, what's that? Actually, just like two weeks ago, Bertucci's declared bankruptcy. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I did not file know about 11. that. Uh, and that was... Wow. Oh my god. Bertucci's uh. files for Chapter 11, restructuring for future growth. This was April <laughs> 16th, actually. Jeff. Uh. Ran it into the ground, Chris. This is Brian Wright, the CEO of Bertucci's, I guess. Uh, Chris, I'm surprised you didn't know that about your own company. <laughs> well, no, they, well, they, well, they, well, they, well, they, well, they, they got the CEO. Actually, oh, yeah. Chris, um... He tried, he made, was making a play, because he, he took Bertucci's public, uh, and he, he was actually making a play to bring it back private, but he got outbid by a restaurant managing group. And that's how he oh, lost okay. control of Bertucci's. Yeah. <laughs> um, ironically enough, it's also the same group that owns Olive Garden. Uh, I didn't really want to, you know, it just, they seemed like they knew what they were doing. Uh, a lot of people seem to really like their breadsticks, uh, they like their better value. Um, although I think we have the better food, I think we could kind of like reach kind of like a middle ground with that, where we have good price. Um, we have the fine rolls, it's the, you know, the dipping oil, of course, it's a, mm, ah, that's a good shit. Now, I, it's um, just one thing, Chris. Yeah. So yeah. I've actually, I've done a lot of research into Bertucci's in preparation for this interview. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> and they do seem to make a deal out of their rolls. Oh, yeah. The Bertucci's I, I rolls also... aren't that good. They're, I mean, they're just rolls, <laughs> right? They're just like... They're just not very good rolls. The flavor <laughs> oil, the flavor oil is great. Don't get me wrong, yes, Chris. You have yes, great flavor oil. Hundred percent. But the actual, like the the rolls themselves are not, I would say, high quality. No, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that you know um, our rolls, you know, people are more excited about the flavor oil that goes with the rolls as opposed to the rolls themselves, um, which is one of the reasons why we want to uh, partner with the the uh, restaurant group that uh, owns Olive Garden because. People, it's like, they love the breadsticks at Olive Garden, just regardless of what you have with them, right? That is true. Like, well, it, they're also not very good. Yeah, I've, I've had those oh, yeah, breadsticks. I would say they good. are much more disappointing than the Bertucci's rolls. 
I guess, I don't know. Yeah, Some people like kind it. of like the, the elongated structure of it. Um, <laughs> I think people find... That's not a roll. <laughs> right, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the bread. Yeah, he's talking about the breadsticks. Oh, I'm talking saying, about the breadsticks. Well, Chris, are you, are you saying that Bertucci's partnered with Olive Garden so that they can figure out how to elongate their rolls into breadsticks? <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> we I were very confused to about that. The pros even. and cons. <laughs> Every time okay, we, I was wrong. He, he, <laughs> Every time we were really struggling, and we would roll it out, and we'd like, all right, yes, surely, like, we made it into basically a bread noodle, like a kind of thick bread noodle. Surely this must yield us a breadstick. We'd put it into the oven, you know, wait uh, 10 minutes, you know, we you know, it takes about 10 minutes for our rolls to actually bake, so we're like, all right, we'll give it the same amount of time. we take it out, and it would still come back as a roll, and we were so confused. <laughs> oh. You needed to get that Olive Garden technology to figure out sort of how to keep the... Keep those sticks from rolling up. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I would like to talk about my two uh, upcoming projects. So that's yeah, of and, course. Yes. So um, the the first one is uh, Terra Breads. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, similar um, vein. Similar vein. Because uh, you see, you know, one of the reasons, like I said, you know, that people come to Petrucci's is uh, for the bread and and the oil. Um, as we establish more the oil than the bread, but. What I'm thinking is, uh, I'm gonna. My current project is to basically create uh, what I'd call like a like a yeasty kind of like bread grenade, <laughs> in a sense. In the sense that the it's like one of the Batucci's rolls. I'm I don't want to give it a secret recipe, but it is in this, it is exactly a Batucci's roll, <laughs> but just like. Jam packed full of the flavor oil, mm-hmm. and we <laughs> sell fill them. it with the flavor oil. You gotta that, fill it with the flavor oil. Is it like a hollow bun that you have filled, or have you sort of just soaked up, or had the inside soak up a whole bunch of oil? Um, so we fill it in the same way uh, that you would fill a donut. Okay, all right. I mean, that that seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, the weird part is we do add the oil before we bake them. Um, <laughs> Which, we have to add a lot so that after it's done baking, there is still some oil left to explode in your mouth. Uh, (laughs) I feel like if you're baking it, like, surely the temperatures at which you bake bread, like, the oil's gonna explode on its own, right? Like, it's just gonna burst into flames. (laughs) So, that brings me to the first problem I've been having with this project. (laughs) We have lost five ovens to this, and we have not perfected the secret recipe. Oh for shit! It. Those I mean, those those brick ovens are pretty expensive too. They're the they're the centerpieces of a Bertucci's. They are. The lifeblood of Bertucci's is its brick oven. I do want to give you a, just a little bit more Bertucci's information. Oh, of um, course. So in two thousand one, Northeast <laughs> Restaurant Company, the company that bought out Bertucci's, uh, sold its chilies and on the border restaurants to Brinker International and changed the name to Bertucci's Corp. A $4 million advertising tagline, Everybody Eats, was developed in April 2002. <laughs> now, for $4 million, Chris, I don't want to, I don't want to tell, I don't want to tell you your business. But for $4 million, I would look for a better advertising tagline than, every, like, first off, that's it. Everybody Eats just makes it sound like, I mean, if you're, if you're gonna have to eat anyway, it might as well be a Pertucci's. 
Was there, was there a lot of R and D on that one, Chris? Did you uh, you spend a lot of time doing some some double blind surveys to find out whether or not everybody eats? <laughs> <laughs> they spent a long time debunking breathitarians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will at least say, um, uh, this was all, uh, Jeff Wilson's idea. Jeff Wilson was the, uh, the, the, the CEO, um, that I, or, or he's, he's, he's who I sold, uh, I guess my shares of Batucci's too. Um, so I, I do kind of see where he's coming from though, um, where there has been the latest fad of, uh, of, of filter feeding, um, where you just kind of stay cooped up in your room all day and anything that just kind of, uh, happens to float into your room, uh, beating kind of <laughs> vapors or, um, uh, say any kind of dust particles, like, uh, you just kind of like sharply inhale and that's what sustains you. Um, most of it's going to be dried skin anyway, so at least like there is like some dried skin in hair, so there's like some, some there is some nutritional value going in there. Yeah. You know, to a lesser extent, I guess. And so, um, I guess what he wanted to do, he was incredibly afraid about this. Um, he was afraid that a lot of people, the reason why they weren't coming to Batucci's is because they were staying at home and just, like, just, like sharply inhaling. inhaling. Um, <laughs> and so... That sharply inhaling detail just made this so much more vivid for me. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I, I can't I'm not just picturing this, like, sort of, this guy with, like, a, a sort of a Spongebob-like outlook on the world <laughs> laying in bed perfectly happily on top of like it's a perfectly well-made bed he's laying on top of the sheets and the comforter oh, yeah. he's got like you know like a, a couple of pillows propped up and he's got his head propped up a little bit he's laying there like legs straight out fully dressed uh mm-hmm. in like a like a some like with like uh like maybe suspenders on or something and like shoes too laying on the bed legs straight out arms perfectly flat like at your side laying there peacefully huge smile on his face just going (laughs) 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 i think i I think according to just uh to just research it was that's that's pretty accurate um the only thing is in order to kind of uh maximize your uh i guess nutritional intake um they do have to be slightly longer um i guess with this you know you're kind of going for like a three second intake and then like one half second recharge that's not a sharp inhale well a lengthy inhale (gasps) yeah it's 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 it's, 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 (laughs) like a a three second long sharp inhale it's very difficult I, i guess i guess the main thing is so you start off with a sharp, and you want to kind of, like, keep it going so that anything that has started to move towards <laughs> you during that time... It's too hard, no. no I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't so it's like a, this way. <gasps> I know. We're, we're laughing about this. We're laughing about this a lot. I do want to point out, like, this is how a not insubstantial portion of life on Earth does eat, right? Like, this is, this is like, all ocean filtration feeders. Like, this is what they do, right? Oh, yeah. They <laughs> just like lay around, just gasping, and it works out well. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Them. Are you like trying to come to the defense of these <laughs> ocean dwellers? Like, are you offended on their behalf that we're making fun of their I'll way say, of I'll life? We are we are proposing this as if it is an absurd conjecture, but it is in fact how a substantial portion of Earth's life uh, does sustain itself. 
Well, I think what we were doing is talking about how absurd it would be for a human to do that. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but I would also like to bring your attention uh, to the Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which Bertucci is filing under. Um, so they're expected <laughs> to close off half their locations. They're going to auction off the remainder of the company with an opening bid of $19.7 million. So actually, John, I don't know, I don't know, you know, what you're getting paid these days. But if you saved up nineteen, <laughs> like that'd be pretty funny. Just buy out for two cheese. Um, uh, I'll, I'll check my my savings. Okay, now I will warn you. So I don't they know if also quite they that have, much. They do have some sort of outstanding obligations. They owe approximately uh, nine million dollars to their suppliers and a hundred and ten million dollars to financial lenders. Oh, dear God, Jeff. Pertucci's got deep in the hole somehow. Oh, Jeff, got the fuck, far man? deeper into the hole than I would have expected. This. And it's not really a, a local, it's like a regional chain. Yeah, like, what him... is their... What, what, what are their... What's their income like? I guess not enough. Not enough, I guess. Well, uh, clearly, like their clearly their profits are bad. I'm just wondering, like, what their income is. Like, like, is you know, this a situation they're... where they're not making anything, or is it just like they're making a good amount, but boy, those brick ovens are expensive. <laughs> yeah, like, like, is this like a company that you know is is dealing with a lot of money, and you know, this is like a small fraction of like the money that they are handling? I presumably not, given that they're selling the business. But like, like you know, for me to accumulate a hundred million dollars in debt would be preposterous, uh, because I see nowhere near a hundred million dollars. Uh, I mean, I will see nowhere near a hundred million dollars in my lifetime. But if you're like, you know, if you're dealing with like way, like you know, some preposterous amount of money, if you're dealing with like billions, then you know, I don't know, you could probably just like accumulate a hundred million dollars in debt like nothing. It would be like me just. Handing someone, or like asking someone for a dollar and being like, I'll pay you back later. Well, hold on, John. I'm looking at the, their, S, their SCC filing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I need to log in in order to see their e Oh, no. I think- I, we should probably move on from this. Um, I don't know that this topic of conversation is particularly interesting. I think uh, a the, lot of like exact figures really on like. the. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure people are interested in uh, the bankruptcy of Bertucci's. I don't know that they're interested in the, uh, <laughs> the exactly the, like financial filings of the SEC. I mean, I'm sure it's hell interested in it. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Because <laughs> I can't believe that you, you didn't hear about Bertucci's bankruptcy. They they also they've stopped their Tucci Tuesdays on Facebook. What I'm is sorry, that, Tucci is, Tuesdays? What is Tucci, that a real thing? They were, yeah, so on their Facebook group, uh, they were every every week on Tuesday, hashtag Tucci Tuesday, uh, they were posting a picture of one of their foods, and they would ask you to describe how you would eat it, and the person who did it the best got $25. <laughs> hashtag Tucci Tuesday. <laughs> oh, they're just, they're just begging for slash fic about their foods. Essentially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, How would you eat this? Also, I do want to say, if you go to the Facebook Bertucci's page, um, it actually does like bring up something in Messenger, and it does give you the option to message Bertucci. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that, that that's like a common thing for like any uh, like business page or organization. I, I it's the first I've seen of it, and it makes me feel deeply uncomfortable. Ian, uh, could you please ask them a question? Um, can you just ask them if they've got any good slash fic about their foods on Tucci Tuesday? <laughs> John, I'm not going to participate with this brand. 
I refuse to participate <laughs> with brands on Please. Facebook, John. For this hashtag yeah. Tucci Tuesday, tell us how you yeah, eat you a slice of pizza. You can message them right now. You can get a live answer, Fold Ian, it? for the podcast. Now, I typically reply within a few hours, John, so I don't understand why. I don't think Bertucci's has, like, some social media employee just, like, always on the... At 8 p.m. on a Tuesday. Just, like, ready to... maybe they do. I'm sure there are a lot of people contacting Bertucci's late at night. Uh, Maybe not so much on a Tuesday, but, you know, it's it's a dinner establishment primarily. A lot of people get dinner at 8. Uh, I'm sure later in the night, there's lots of people who are who've got some munchies. <sighs> so I go to some to, sort of intoxicant Bertucci's. But, but here's I don't know. Saying, maybe John. like Bertucci's. I couldn't figure out your website because I'm too drunk. Uh, please send me some rolls and oil. Please just send please me, send me your. Please, please, please send me your rolls and juices. Those rolls are gonna weigh me down. Just the oil, please. <laughs> Just that oil. Harrison eats his pizza, but he, he picks it up, lets the cheese ooze off onto a roll, and goes to town <laughs> on it. Once he's on the slice <laughs> cheese, just slide right off. Once like he's on the slice two, and the cheese solidifies, he enjoys a nice fold hot dog style. Smiley face with sunglasses. <laughs> oh man, now, I... I was kind of joking about the slashback, but, like, that's so dirty. I, that's such I, a dirty way to eat your food. I will oh. say that, um, uh, Jeff had shared this idea with me when I sold the rest of my shares to be like, listen, I have great oh, back ideas in, like, for the, pre-2002, you had all these great social media ideas? <laughs> he just, he, he knew where, uh, where the internet was going to be headed. Um, he was like, listen. Okay. Well, actually... I think about Facebook, like... <laughs> Also, holy shit. Way better for himself. I thought this Tucci Tuesday would be a great way to, like, make a quick buck. But because, like, I figure who would go to the Bertucci's Facebook page and write about how they eat a slice of pizza to get a $25 gift certificate? It turns out hundreds and hundreds of people have. Yeah. And you clearly haven't spent enough time in the internet if that surprises you. Well, uh, I'm saying, John, Bertucci's. Yeah, Bertucci's no. has got all kinds of crazy like, stuff for free food. You take like three or five minutes out of your day. You like try to come up with some, you know, like very vividly detailed, like Tolkien esque level, you know, description of how you're gonna eat like their fucking uh, rigatoni abruzzi, and you just, you know, I don't know. You think, all right, like. I'm an English major. This is like I can come up with the details enough that I can score twenty five dollars and I don't know have like have a pasta dish and a drink and call it good. By spending three to five minutes, I can pay for dinner in like two days. And some people probably just really like rotichis. It isn't bad food. It is good. Yeah, it's food. like it's pretty decent. I mean, their pasta dishes can be kind of hit or miss, but, like, their pizza is pretty, like, reasonable pizza. It is it's made like, in a brick oven. It is, it's like, it's With solid pizza. No, it's not. I, it's, like, not the best pizza I've ever had or anything, but, like, it's good. Yeah. It's good pizza. It's good pizza. Their Sporky is, uh, very heavy and very heavy on the ricotta, but I really like it. I don't know what Sporky is. God, I, it's, uh, so many calls from unknown numbers today. What is like Sporky? this? It's terrible. So, uh, have you guys got this thing now where you like all the spam calls are starting to come from things that look really similar to your own phone number? No, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! 
Yeah, it's like it's it's something I've noticed. Like they're becoming like they're, they're becoming more and more similar. And I am worried about the day when I get a call from my own phone number. And you know, I pick it up because I have to. And it's like me from the future, and it's just me saying, "Run." <laughs> uh, that's sort of my thought. <laughs> also, uh, someone replied to Harrison about his little uh, pizza eating story. Oh shit! What happens to the roll that catches the oozing cheese? Smiley face with a wink. <laughs> oh my god! It's 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 porn. It's totally porn. Yeah, listen, I had a lot of views for. I had a lot of like. Ideas and goals for how Batuchus was gonna go. I didn't. I didn't want this. I, I did not want this. Like this. You weren't uh, expecting food slash fic. No, I mean, there's all those things like Jeff did like want to eventually get into, like, I don't know if you guys have have, have heard of uh, ASMR, but like, uh, no, no, I can't say I have. All right, well, um, I don't know. It's just like it might it might be worth checking out at some point. It's just like people like. Getting like, it's, 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 it's a, lot, a lot of like sound stuff. It's just like people like eating. It sounds of people eating. It sounds really like dirty. dirty. Yeah, I'm, it sounds really dirty. Um, yeah, I, I, it sounds very sexual. Um, I, we're not into sexual stuff on this show. No, it's, yeah, that, that's, that's so fair. That's fair. You could um, actually be like, that's, that, try not to talk about that anymore. I'm, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but that, that was what Jeff's, uh, what Jeff Wilson's ultimate, um, Goal was for the social media for Batucci. That seems disgusting. Yeah, he he did want to have a Batucci's YouTube channel, uh, a YouTube Batucci's YouTube ASMR channel, um, where it's just like you just get the sounds of our kitchens making the food, our sound uh, sounds of a uh, a server bringing it to your table, and sounds of uh, a table of very Chris, hungry guests. Just Chris, I I asked you to to stay away from this disgusting sexual talk. Okay, well, I'll just interrupt to say I'm, that, so I've, I've, I couldn't figure out, like, a recent number, but in 2007, uh, Bertucci's had a net income of 2.4 million. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so that wasn't a bad year. That wow. <laughs> oh, my God. So that 110 million. Yeah, that's, they, that's uh, real bad. They got into the hole some, somewhere. That's what wow. I said, I said, that was the net income. So that's uh so that is so in two thousand uh seven they made a profit and they, their profit was like you know this however many million I said four two I don't remember two point uh, seven or whatever two point seven um so yeah so uh, Wait. sorry did you say that was that was profit or or net income the two point seven net income well yeah so it was net income which I which the way they were the the way this table makes it look it was like a it were they were taking out losses, so it was like profit. Um, uh gotcha. Okay. Not gross income, net income, I guess. Mm, gotcha. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. No, two thousand seven wasn't a good year. Wasn't a good year for us. Well, clearly it was a better year than than some of the recent ones, Chris. If you've accumulated one hundred and ten million dollars in debt, like um, I said, that's all Jeff. That's all Jeff. Okay. I'm... The the net sales, so the total net sales was. Uh, Net sales. I don't know what net sales was. Ah, whatever. Net sales was two hundred and twenty million over the course of our entire. No, over two thousand seven. Oh, over two thousand seven. But that yeah, okay. net is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this table's saying. <laughs> yeah, this. this... 
There's lots of numbers. Their total assets were... Also, it's not always... Oh, no, that's in thousand. Their total assets in 2007 was $120 million, and their long-term debt was $95 million. So, you know what? Maybe this isn't as outrageous as I thought. Yeah. There we go, John. Cut this part out. Leaving the parts that make it sound outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Ian. John, we gotta lie. We gotta lie about Bertucci's. Drive him down. Ian, I am a, I am a journalist. I, I, I cannot, I cannot stand by and let you ruin the integrity of this show. Also, I, this is where he will come to get their the best, the best in, Tucci's I mean, knowledge, as, as the, some, the, the the best interviews of people they've never heard of. Ian, as, we as, can't let them down. As someone who's already like sold their share of the Bertucci's, though, like I, I'm totally fine just like sitting back and watching you uh, tear down the integrity of Bertucci's. I mean, like it's, yeah, go no, ahead. No, it's not tearing down their integrity; it's tearing down ours. That's true. That is true. I do want just God, one more, so more Bertucci's point, John. Just one more point about Bertucci's. Okay, that's fine. Uh, this better be a fact. So this is a fact. Not a lie. Uh, it's a fact about the Wikipedia article for Bertucci's. Okay. Oh snap. And the fact is that I looked at the talk page, because you always got to look at the talk pages of Wikipedia. Um, that's my pro tip to all of our listeners. Always look at the talk page. Um, and someone shared on the talk page, Boston location, 1980s. I am almost quite very positively sure that there was a Bertucci's <laughs> near Back Bay Station and around the corner from the Hard Rock Cafe, then on Clarendon Street. It had an indoor bokeh cage. I don't know how to pronounce that. Bocce? Bocce, yeah. Bocce. While the article mentions Somerville and Brookline locations, this one is not mentioned in the article. Can someone confirm this? This was actually in the 21st of March, uh, 2018, so... Wow! There's still time for someone to, to confirm about that Boston location in the 1980s. Um, <laughs> but I just love that, uh, the, the, like, someone's looking at the Bertucci's Wikipedia page, and they are fussed enough about this potential location, <laughs> they are almost quite very positively sure, was near Back Bay Station... Well, oh, I mean, wow. if you remember this, this restaurant existed, and then the Wikipedia page just ignores it. I can, I can imagine that would be very upsetting. What about the Wikipedia page? I don't think it lists every single Bertucci's location. I mean, if it's specifically listing ones in the 1980s, then I would imagine maybe there was some significance to the ones that it's listing. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, now I've just figured out about the Bertucci's YouTube channel, though. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, and you're. You you earlier said that you weren't going to engage with this brand, but you're really engaging with this brand right now. You're not wrong. Bertucci's <laughs> is the name of their YouTube channel. They've got 373 subscribers. <laughs> I'm one of them. Oh, that's pretty sad. <laughs> it's bochi time. <laughs> God, their videos have, like, in the range of about 100 views. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, they're not, they're not doing well for Oh, wow! Uh... That is that oh, is not good. They post pretty regular videos too. Well, not oh. regular, somewhat irregular, oh, I would say, but a fair number of videos over the course of oh, their no. six years on YouTube. Oh no! <laughs> For such a like well-known restaurant, that's those are bad numbers. I don't know, John. How many people follow restaurants' YouTube channels? I presumably not many, but I feel like it's. I feel like that's a, still a bad percentage. Oh, uh, they've got a, they've got a video that's a part one. Travels with Chef Rosario, part one. <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah, no, they were making a big deal about Chef Rosario for a while. Who is Chef Rosario, Chris? And why is he near such big slices of cheese? Uh, I forget if Chef Rosario is like 
Oh. Okay, no. Yeah, so, I'm pretty sure he's, like, the executive chef at Petucci's. Like, he's the one who, like, comes up with all the new uh, recipes and, you know, shit that we're going to introduce into our menus. And so, um, there was a little, like, uh, there was, like, sweepstakes happening sometime last year where I think depending on, like, I don't know, you would, oh, I forget how it happened, but it was, you was like, get, like, scratch tickets, um, like, scratch coupons, <laughs> and one of the grand prizes, I think, was winning a trip to, uh, somewhere in Italy, uh, just to hang out and have dinner <laughs> with Chef Rosario. <laughs> and I'm, I remember just like reading this, like seeing this flyer brazenly just advertised on here. It's like, oh yes, that's what people want. Let me go to Italy where we can get all this, uh, this, you know, really authentic from the source Italian food and have dinner with the Bertucci's executive chef. <laughs> Rosario Sanchez. Like, it was right down the arrow. Sorry, it was right down the arrow. Oh my god. Like, (laughs) I. What? What a world we live in. What a crazy person to pick is like, this is the the person you get to hang out with. Like, they couldn't have chosen, like, a legit, like, uh, you know, famous chef. Famous chef. Well, I don't know, he's, got, Shepherd, he's got YouTube videos with over 600 views. Oh, <laughs> Five thumbs up, zero thumbs down. You can't argue with that. Oh, those are good numbers. Uh, better numbers than any of my videos have on YouTube. Uh, uh, my one video. <laughs> nothing. Thousands of thumbs down for that one That one really <laughs> troubling video you posted before the... Uh, oh, that's a very the, good video that I posted, That very actually. troubling, very racist video that sort of st- uh, led to the start no. of this podcast. It's a very informative <laughs> video about how to use audacity. <laughs> um, Ian's been throwing a lot of accusations about me being racist recently. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't know where this is coming from. Don't, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just... I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I'm trying to start some lore, John. I'm trying to start some true lore. Hashtag. This isn't the lore that I want <laughs> following me around. The lore that we started this podcast because you made racist claims. No, I don't like that. I am very much not in favor of that lore. Okay, John. I, I, you know what, John? I'm trying to. I'm trying to be more empathetic now in my life. Uh, I'm trying to learn from mistakes that friends of mine have made, and I'm trying to accept empathy towards others. I see where you're coming from, John. Um, Fuck you! <laughs> I'm just what, John? I think you need to extend some empathy now. You're <laughs> cussing me out. I'm I'm working hard here trying to bring you this Bertucci's knowledge. <laughs> so, Chris, you know what's going on in your life now? You've got you've got the. <laughs> Uh, do we ever hear about Chris's new projects? Oh, Terabrez. We heard yeah, about Terabrez. And there's another one. Um, so, the other one is, uh, is Terabeats. Okay. And, um, I'm trying to go... Now, are these, like, Beats by Terra, or are these Terra vegetables? Oh, God, no. If, if I call them Beats by Terra, um, I will get sued so fucking hard. Um, oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to figure out like 
what types oh, of I beats see. we're talking I see. about. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have it be more of like a, 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 a an audio joke. Um, I, on paper, it is, it is beats like, like beats by Dre. Um, it is those okay. kinds of beats, but, um, I, I do kind of want to keep it as more of a, uh, a, a spoken project as opposed to, um, one on paper, uh, mostly because, so the whole point of it is, um, I am starting a, uh, live music channel, um, okay. kind of focus more on my music career. Um, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get, uh, kind of crowdsource suggestions for, um, for songs involving beats. And I'm talking beats as in like the, the double E, the, the vegetable. Okay. Okay. Um, a vegetable or a fruit actually. Um, I don't think they vegetable. have. I'm pretty sure it's a vegetable. I don't think they have a. Uh, it's a, a, it's a, a root vegetable. Yeah, it's okay. a root vegetable. Yeah. Absolutely a vegetable. It is in no way a fruit. Well, John, Just, I'm going to stop you there. Because what would you prefer to say in life? Root vegetable or root fruit? <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to think about the life that you want to lead. <laughs> That's a surprisingly good point, Otto. Uh, that was a much it. better point than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, freaking <laughs> linguistics majors to this day are just... Bashing their hands against the table. Stunned by this exciting new discovery. Fruit. <laughs> it's like, why do we just like switch them around? Why don't you have vegetables be fruits and then we can call them root fruits? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great uh, question. Wow. Now, actually, Chris, I got some questions for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so one thing that we haven't talked about yet is you studied geology in college. Now, I don't think you've done anything with that since then. Um, um I, I did uh, try to handpick every brick that went into our brick ovens and Bertucci's. Uh, that is, I guess that's that is science. Yeah. Um, but it turns out there's actually uh, there's, a, there's a little fun quiz that I've got called Five Outstanding Questions in Earth Science. Oh, shit. Okay. I assume it's outstanding and these are great questions to ask your, your <laughs> podcast guests. Um, so I thought we could sort of burn through them, you know, and just get some nice answers. Sort of, Wait, you know, uh, yeah, can you please uh, uh, attribute this article? Okay, this is from earthmagazine.org. Oh, and, okay. Oh, shit, okay, this is author legit. was unlisted, I think. Or maybe they were listed and I, I'm not seeing them. Okay. If you wrote this article, please write in to us uh, <laughs> at P.O. Box... Um, <laughs> at I, I am Papa John. P.O. Box, John Tyler, dot biz. <laughs> so, Chris, question one. Where are the big magma chambers that produce huge super eruptions? So, um, the, the big magma chambers are actually, uh, they're all in the core. Uh-huh. Just, they're, they're all down in there. Um, oh, shit. Now that you mention that, I think when I look at, like, pictures of, like, you know, cross-sectional pictures of Earth... Yep. There does seem like there's a big there's a big old chunk of magma somewhere down there. Yep, and that is the mm. core. Um, so I guess something something to know about the core. Uh, so you have the inner core and the outer core. Um, and so, now are like, them hardcore? The lizard people, right? The lizard so, like, on the inner core, it's hollow, and you live in there, and there's the lizard people. Um. Well, that's. Geologists are still uh, 50-50. Okay, undecided, undecided. Yeah, so, yeah. so the, the 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 lizard people they live under the the earth, right? But the the mole people they live in it, right? So like you've got like the the earth that we're on, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And then if you, you know, like, dig down, right. then that's where the mole people are. And then if you keep going, then it's sort of like a hollow area. It's sort of like like the earth, but inside out. And that's where the lizard people are. Oh, and I then, see. like, instead of a sun, they have, like, the core, right? Oh, I see. So you think it's a whole other society where you basically just reach, like, the opposite end of the landmass that is Earth. And mm-hmm. you then come into kind of like a, like a, an, an anti-Earth, kind of an inverse Earth. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 like, we all know, like, the Earth is flat, right? right? And so right. it's just, like, sitting on a flat plane. Uh, and so you've <sighs> got the Earth, um, and the Earth is, um, you know, it's, it, it's like dirt and rock and shit. Um, That's all it is. And yeah, you like, and so if you like dig through enough of the dirt, then you get to like mole people because the mole people are there under the dirt. Well, except for when they're, you know, in movies and oh, yeah. in the, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And, and Thanks, the Obama. United Nations. Um, and United Airlines too. United that Airlines. one for sure. Um, so that, but, so they're underground unless they're doing that stuff. Um, and then there's the, but then like, if you keep going through the earth and like, you know, they don't want you to know this, like they, they keep it all, you know, hush hush and right. all the geologists are in on it. You're part of it, Chris, unless you're willing to, to, to yap and break the silence. Um, Don, I don't know what you're talking you know, about. Once you dig through <laughs> no, I'm enough, sure then it's not called yapping when you break the silence. On then it's like, it's the earth, but it's under, but it's, it's upside down. It's the upside down earth. And then we have like our sun that moves around, but they have like the, the core, core. It's called, and that's the, it's basically the sun, but it stays still. It does and it's for the lizard yeah. people, um, and it it makes you evil. Yeah, because so the the inner core, a lot of a lot of things unpacked. The inner the inner core is um is comprised of a lot more heavy metals uh, as opposed to our sun, nice. which is a lot more of uh, combustible gases, a lot more kind of like basic elements um there are of course a lot of like you know very uh very very complex elements that go in there as well very um high up there on the periodic table um but in the core it is uh mostly mostly kind of like iron and magnesium and um there is there are some rare earth metals in there but it's just, it's it's the the balance of metals versus gases that uh kind of determines what I guess thrives in that community. Um, so because they're like lo- evil, like e- like evil. Um, mm. Because I mean, just just think of it. You know, like you think of you think of heavy metal music, right? Yes. And I don't want to say that everyone who uh, performs or listens to heavy metal music is evil, but they are all Satan worshippers or lizard people. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. For so we we know what that means. <laughs> thank you for, thank you, you for me halfway out. We know what we, that. We means. know. We the true like the 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 awoken know what it means. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you know you have this entire uh, biome that has subsisted and has gathered all of its energy based off of this uh, heavy metal inner core. Um, they 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 have no choice. They are just born from from the womb of the earth cradled in mother gaia's soil they are born to be evil they are born to be wild oh wow oh no oh no i i can't abide someone who's born to be wild god no oh no 
Well, so thank you for that, Chris. That question came in from John Eckelberger, a volcanologist for the U.S. Geological Survey. Oh, wow. Outstanding question number two. How stable is the West Antarctic ice sheet, and what does it mean for global sea levels? So, um, the West Antarctic uh, ice sheet is actually incredibly unstable. Um, and um, the reasoning is actually... The reasoning may surprise you. Um, I'm not surprised by anything. Oh, oh, oh. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we think of this then. Um, so a lot of people think that the uh, a lot of the Antarctic ice sheets are uh, becoming incredibly more unstable because of global warming. Um, thereby thinning them and making them, you know, less structurally sound. They really start breaking apart, and then as they start increasing their uh, available uh, surface area, then they'll start to melt more and raise sea levels, and um, it's a huge problem. But, uh... Well, hold on, though, Chris. Yeah? If the ice is already in the water, how is it going to raise sea levels when it melts? Ice is bigger than water. That's a true story. (laughs) You look at a science fact, and there it is. Ice is bigger than water. It's less dense than water. It's less dense than water. So when it melts, shouldn't it compress and reduce ocean levels? And what I'm... I could not agree with you more. If you take any fluid dynamics uh, uh, textbook and you open it to the first page, you go, "All right, yep, yep." You have this. You have uh, the beginning info page. You have a uh, table of contents, acknowledgments. All right, as soon as you get through the table of contents, you have the preface, and it's like, "Boom! Ice bigger than water," <laughs> and then ice, and then there's a there's a greater than sign. Great, yep. Because I mean, pointing this is, towards the ice than yeah. water. <laughs> And so, um, every page after that actually ends up being, um, just different variations of that, just in a different font and different text size. So they try and switch a little bit. They do, the get, a little, they do get a little bit artistic just because, you know, uh, textbook, textbook writers get a little bit bored and, um, you know, they want to like kind of, uh, stretch their creative muscles a bit. And I don't, I understand. Like it's, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a very, uh, I guess, thankless job uh kind of editing or writing textbooks and so any anything you do to just to kind of like bring a little like light into the day of that whole field is is is, is, is needed um but the stability of the ice sheets Chris. but the stability of the ice sheets ian so um they are incredibly the the stability of the western ice antarctic ice sheets are incredibly unstable um and that is mostly because of the penguins Oh shit! Oh, fuck, fuckers! You see, what um, what the whole March of the Penguins documentary didn't show you about the penguins is that uh, once a year, um, on May 18th, so we're actually getting kind of close to it. Uh, oh shit! At can we stop them? It's too it's, late. It's gonna Sorry, I should find out what I should find out what right. we're trying to stop. First. At three thirty-three a.m. All the penguins in the Antarctic um, converge together and form a single line, stretching mm-hmm. the entire span, the entire width of uh, the Western Antarctic ice sheet. Mm-hmm. And at three thirty-three a.m. on the dot, they count down and they jump, oh, and they shit. land simultaneously oh. on that one line. Mm. What are they doing, Chris? Why are they doing that? Well, you see, 
Yeah. Geologists are a little bit uh, a little bit confused about this because you know we're not really uh, into. To be fair, it seems more properly like the 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 domain of like a zoologist of some sort. Yeah, I mean, right? that, that's the main thing. Is uh, at this point we're trying to get a little more into zoology, but um, we have collaborated a bit with them, and the popular literature that's coming back uh, does seem to point to uh, a kind of civil war among the penguins in Antarctica. Um, where you have the the emperor penguins and um, actually the a kind of subspecies that have so uh, the, and and that is correct. They are subspecies. Subspecies. I cannot stress this enough. The emperor penguins are the best. The king. Absolutely. The you can, like listeners. Yeah, the emperor's in the name. Yeah. You know the the other penguins need to to fall in line. I'm just going to say that for someone who is very vociferously protesting my accusations of racism, <laughs> you sure have <laughs> idea of racial superiority. Fuck, I... Fuel to the fire. I, I had fallen into fire. this character. <laughs> Dude, oh, this, like, done. conspiracy theorist character. <laughs> and I felt like that character was going to really... Defend the emperor penguins here. I don't know why this like conspiracy theorist character is also like had such strong feelings about penguin species. But I'm sorry, John. I think we all know why, John. I'm sorry, John. I think you mean Ew. this truth finder character, this truthist. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got. To, I'm sorry, guys. I've, I've had to step away from the character. Ian has. Ian's given me concerns. Always, He's given I mean, me pause. The voice of reason on this. Show. <laughs> uh, so, so you would say, Chris? Oh, Chris so- has never listened to this show before. Laughed harder at <laughs> being the, the voice of reason. He did anything else we've said tonight. Now, 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 Chris. I will. So, so to summarize, you'd say that the stability of the Western Antarctic ice sheet is poor due to the emperor penguins jumping around. And uh, no, 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 it means it, bad it, things it, for global sea levels. I, 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 I need to stress, oh. it isn't just the emperor penguins. It's not just the emperor penguins, okay. It's all, all the penguins. penguins. All the penguins. Okay, wow. That's because <laughs> this civil war between the emperor penguins and the subspecies that have been calling themselves the king penguins as a kind of like, oh, you know, king. right? So mm-hmm. the, the king penguins. The kingwins. The kingpin. The king. I'm trying to make it, I was trying to turn it into kingpin. It, it was weak. I'm sorry. No, I, I I like it. I like it. See, they they have more room to Thank work you, with. You're a very penguin. nice man. <laughs> <laughs> you're very polite. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what finding that's what founding a uh, a moderate I guess not moderately successful enough <laughs> restaurant <laughs> chain will do to you. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so I mean, like this civil war between the emperor penguins and the king penguins has been going. The uh, kingwins has been going on for, uh, I think, now about three centuries. Oh wow! And so, um, with this much like long, like generational bred like hostility, and just kind of like at this point, like biological hatred towards the uh, the other species. There needs to come one time, one like day, one moment where they put everything aside and agree that what we need to do is just break this shit up. Because the moment that the Western Antarctic ice sheet can just separate and just go, then the two species can be like, all right, listen, we have our own continents. Let's just do us. 
we get so sort of like a piece of chords. Yeah, I mean, enough generations have come and gone from this where there's kind of like, hey, listen, why are we even fighting? We're all great. Mm. We're all penguins. We're all cute. You know, that's, a, that's such a beautiful question. It is a beautiful question. Why are we fighting? Apparently, and, penguins are pretty nasty. Um, oh, God, yeah, they're vicious killers. They, like, <laughs> they do a lot of raping, apparently. Yep. Oh. It's a fun fact about penguins. And that's something I didn't learn in March of the Penguins, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, they cut a lot from the documentary. They did. <laughs> they, do so, actually have, they do actually have clips of Morgan Freeman talking about penguin rape. I, I don't. What? I don't remember that from my childhood. <laughs> I I never saw March of the Penguins. No. Yeah, I know. It's like it was huge. Everyone loved it. It was it was big, but I I never saw. Really, yeah, really enough. Never watched it. Um, if you want to see a lot about penguins, Morgan Freeman talking about them. It's really one enough. of the top ten movies for that. Yeah. True. <laughs> uh, Happy Feet. Also. Happy Feet was the number one movie. That one yeah. I have seen, and that one was, it was <laughs> a beautiful documentary. Feet, You've seen Happy Feet, and you haven't seen much. I think that speaks a lot about you. Uh, so thank, you <laughs> thank you, Richard Alley, a glaciologist from Penn State University, for that question. Um, coming into outstanding question number three, is there life on any other planetary body in our solar system? Nope. Next question. Okay, thank you, Alfred McEwen. I'm glad we could answer that. Number four. How will climate change affect forests and dryland vegetation, and, in turn, affect atmospheric composition? Well, um, as as the climate does get warmer, uh, we are seeing there are a lot more people who are going out to the beaches. Uh, a lot more people going to the beaches means a lot more sunscreen, a lot more sunscreen, a lot more chemical into the oceans, a lot more chemicals into the oceans that... Um, uh, that, 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 that spreads out and eventually makes its way back to estuaries and rivers that head into local, uh, forest biomes. And so that just, um, it just, the, the rise in global warming does lead to a lot more, um, I guess, contamination, uh, via chemicals that are found in sunblock and sunscreens and tanning lotions, uh, to wind up into, uh, various, Forest biomes. Well, actually, that's interesting because I think, and you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a scientist. Um, I just talk with the best, but you know, uh, that sounds to me like it's going to actually fix climate change, right? Because like the the whole issue with climate change is the Earth is getting too sunny. Mm-hmm. But if suddenly sunscreen starts coming up on all the forests, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to reflect all the sun, and that's going to that's going to fix things. So it sounds like this is what I'm hearing is that this is a a self correcting problem. I don't think anyone's ever thought of that, Ian. I don't think anyone's ever thought about that. I think we should just get a mirror. Honestly. You know, a big mirror. A big old a mirror. Sun, yeah. A mirror the size of the sun. I don't know why no one else thought of it. Hey, guys. Uh, you know what is a mirror that big? Where? In the outer core. Outer? Holy the shit. outer? Oh, no. Is, is that, like, something that's around us? What? No, I mean, are, I mean, are like, we not on the outside of the Earth? Is Chris? Is there another Earth around us? No, oh, fuck. No, are no, we no, the guys, lizard guys, people? Guys, you're being absolutely ridiculous. The outer core is just where is just where the snake people live. Oh, okay, that's where the snake people. What? Not the lizard people. Not the lizard, people. the lizard. I didn't know about the snake people. They're called Naga guys. Let's try yeah, to be sensitive please. here. <laughs> 
I, I'm sorry, I, I did it. That's fine, that's fair, yeah. Not a lot of people know about the Naga and their trials and tribulations. Uh, so thank you, Stephen Wolfsey. I hope that we answered your question there. Uh, and this, this, he's an atmospheric scientist from Harvard University, so he, he has a lot to learn from us. Yeah. Final question. So we know a lot about dinosaur fossils. What about dinosaur biology? I'm actually going to stop the question right there. What? <laughs> that's not a geology question. Asking about dinosaur biology. Just because, just because dinosaur fossils are in the earth. Really, Ian? Ian, this is the question. Uh, number <laughs> five. We've, we've gone through five questions, and this is the first one that makes you say, oh, this isn't a question about geology. Ian, not a single one of these questions was about <laughs> maps. And this is where you finally draw the line. John, here's what you don't understand, though. Ge- geology is the mathematics about shapes, and all of these other things have been about shapes. The shapes of affairs, the shapes of the future. See, uh, the see, see listeners, you can't, you can't really see us right now, but, um, I am trying my hardest not to absolutely put my shit. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll say, uh, to, to all of our listeners, uh, the joke here is, is that you're conflating geology, a pseudoscience with geometry. I'm sorry, what was that? Exciting, I'm sorry, one more time, study. Yeah? I'm sorry, one more time? Don't try, don't want to try that thing. Oh, Chris, 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 if you want evidence about about geology being a pseudoscience. I think we need to look back to our conversation, how we just blasted out four outstanding questions. And I think the jury... And this this final question, five outstanding questions about earth science, the final question is about dinosaur biology. Jack Horner, paleontologist from Montana State University, what were you thinking? I'm ashamed. Thank you. This actually, yeah, this article was, turns out the article is attributed to someone, is attributed to Catherine Hansen. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Great. Yeah, so thank you, Catherine Hansen, for providing this, this great list of outstanding questions. Uh, well, thank you, Kathleen Hansen, and thank you, Chris Terra, for joining us for this interview. Oh, you're very welcome. For this, this episode of Who Are You? The podcast where we interview people you've never heard of. And talk a lot uh, about Bertucci's. A lot Apparently, two uh, now Chris. Yeah. Uh, before we go, uh, wanted to l- ask you: Do you have anything to plug? Um. Yeah, I, I, I do actually. Uh, I mean, of course, I do want to plug um, uh, Terra Beats, um, my my YouTube channel. Where um, I don't, are we talking about things that we can actually plug? Or are we talking about like what's going on here? It's whatever you want. Uh, Chris. It's it's through. whatever you want to do. This is your if time. If you want to actually plug things, people have done it before. Ah, yes, people with things that they can actually plug. Um, yeah, I'm going to like to plug uh, Terra Beats. Um, yeah, you can just find it on YouTube. Uh, feel free to uh, to to send me some suggestions of uh, of, of beat based songs that I can I can <laughs> write about um, at, uh, at Terra on the Rocks on Twitter. Um, and, um, rocks, uh, is that with the CKS? Okay, no, it's just, a, it's a different one that has an X. Okay, alright, yeah, so, um, Terra on the, at Terra on the Rocks, uh, rocks spelled like the actual rocks and not all edgy with an X. Um, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Great, thanks, Chris. Um, so, uh, one of the other fun things about this podcast is we haven't actually figured out how we want to sign off. Uh, and so I decided, uh, just, uh, 
thinking about it since our last recording, uh, that a fun, a fun thing to do on this podcast would be a little unique is, uh, we don't have an actual sign off and we just, we just let our guests figure it out every episode. So Chris, uh, sign us off. It's <laughs> a pretty good idea, John. I approve. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. I figured you'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, Thanks for listening to uh, Who Are You? Uh, I'm Chris Terra. I'm John Tyler. And I'm Ian Fox. And uh, keep rocking.